It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday. Well done. Well done. Well done. Two of my favorite words. Well done. Accomplished. Mission accomplished. Task completed. You got through. Good stuff. Rico, this hour of radio, what do we call it? This, ladies and gentlemen, friends of the show, is the fastest hour in radio sponsored by Allo. Allo Communications and The Mill Coffee are pleased to announce the return of the much-loved summer concert series in Lincoln's Telegraph District, 330 South 21st Street. The live, yeah, the live, lit, live, at Telegraph series will take place from 6 to 9 p.m. every Wednesday beginning June 1st and will run through August 3rd. Members of the community are invited to enjoy free local music featuring a variety of genres. Live at Telegraph is a free community event with food and drinks available for purchase starting at 5 p.m. courtesy of The Mill. A different local brewery will be present each week to help you beat the summer heat. Not only is this a family-friendly event appropriate for all ages, but dogs are welcome as well. Parking will be available for each event in the Aloe parking lot. This Wednesday's entertainment is Spare Change. Join Aloe in in bringing the community together to celebrate local artists, food, and businesses. Do you know who Spare Change is? I do not know who Spare Change is. Do you know who Spare Change is? No, we're going to have to Google. We will. We'll have to look up some music. Play it. Play it later. That would be amazing. I mean, with a name like Spare Change. I, I find that the weirder the band name, the better the music. We need to, to, to actually come up with, like... There's got to be some type of correlation. Really cool band name. That you have that haven't been used yet. Every once in a while, people just say things, and it's like, "Ooh, that sounds good." Well, something from a movie. Is there a movie title? Like, I think like Die Hard would be an amazing band name. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Good Burger. <laughs> like, like if Good Burger was on the marquee, you're you're going you're going to see Good Burger, right? Yeah. You're you're, you're you, like even if you don't know who they are. You're curious. Good burger home with a good burger. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I apologize. <laughs> Don't. Four two four six four five six eight five. Starter Heyman text line. Honda Lincoln hotline. Uh, Getting the live video streams by Starter Heyman are up. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and the Twitter. Um, you can just join in the conversation. You can share. As a matter of fact, we need to rally. I think up I found a, little- a spare change promo video. Okay. On YouTube, so I'm gonna. Okay. Well, we, do we know what it says though? You have to preview that one. I don't know what it says, so I'll have to. I'll have to listen <laughs> yeah, to it in the break. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Because that could be a problem. So we, we'll do. We'll do that. We later. don't know. Well, from the fan base, from the listeners, is there anybody that knows spare anything change. about spare change? Not like spare change you find in your pocket or in your couch, but the band spare change. Well, yeah, not what your grandma. Gives Their promo you. video says. It says, we specialize in bringing the party to your party. Okay. Okay. So it's not it's not what your mom, your grandmom pulls out of her little coin, her little, yeah, do, do people still have those? The little po- coin pouches? 
Some people do. My grandma used to have one that it it didn't like click. It, it was snap. just like it was like no, it was like magnetic. It was like rubber, and you should just push the sides, and then it opens. Like it's not magnetic. It's not. Oh, you just so push, she had one of the rubber ones. Yeah, and you just push it, and it opens. Oh, and she had all that yeah, in it. yeah. The ones couldn't that, hold much change. Right, right, because everything had to be flat. Yeah, in it. So if anything was, little, was sideways, it would mess and up. And it usually had a little chain on the end of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We got it from the zoo. Had a little chain on it. And then my grandmother had, hers was like this gold glitter. Ooh. Fancy. Right? Gold glitter. And when, when what would happen. Is that where you got your pizzazz from? Oh, from absolutely. Oh, my, my grandmother was a real southern grandma. Southern black grandma. Her name was Hattie Sue. Oh, yeah. Hattie Sue. Harry. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> Hattie Sue. Right? So, and oh, my, my grandma. I'm going to go over to her house to eat. Oh, That's, oh, Sunday at, at Hattie Sue's? Hattie Sue. Yeah. You you Bruh. go to Hattie Sue's Bruh, for some delicious meals. There, look, look, look. There was some. There was some if you're some, named Hattie Sue, you have to know how to cook. You like, have to, right? And she, like, she started Saturday night. Oh, she started Saturday oh, night. So it was good, and then all of the cookouts were at Hattie Sue's house. Of course, right? So Hattie Sue was born in Southern Virginia, in Luna, this little town called Lunenburg, uh, Virginia, and she was, um, she was a maid back in those days, mm-hmm. uh, in the South. So yeah, you know what that was, yeah. right? And I didn't recognize until later in life what all of what she carried with her. Right? When you start asking grandparents about their life, mm-hmm. she would share some things and you go, wow. Like, I I could have only been born at the time in America when I was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, was a maid and then went to work for the U.S. Moved to D.C., Went to work for the U.S. government and worked there for 40 years. Wow. 40 years. And she lived a little better than the rest of us for all of us. Like, she had the nicest house in the family. Um, But it was the house that everybody gathered at. Mm -hmm. Um, It's where you learn to barbecue, you learn to grill, you learn to... um, you know, she took you to church, and she took you to church all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What Steve Harvey say? Bible study. <laughs> you get like all the days. Every day is the like Lord's all day. the days. Not um, just Sunday, right? Every day is the Lord's like, day. Like oh, she would tell you, right? Um, and then there was always gospel music playing. At, at, at my grandmother's house. At Hattiesu's house, there was some mm-hmm. Reverend James Cleveland on. <laughs> uh, there was, there was, you were going to, like, the staples were always going to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, but she would start cooking Saturday evening. If if she wasn't, if the if the family was getting together and grilling, she was in the kitchen not only serving, but then also setting up for the next day. So you knew on Sunday, there's gonna be there there's gonna be there's gonna be chicken. There was gonna be greens. There's gonna be mac and cheese. There was gonna be uh, probably a sweet potato pie or maybe an apple pie. Um, you knew that there was going to be a, a ham. Uh, 
was going to be present, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if everybody was coming, everybody took some with them. And if they weren't, what would happen is she would send, she would, she, so there's a stretch. I lived, first of all, I lived our back to back. So our houses were back to back. So my backyard was her backyard, mm-hmm. like attached to Perfect. her backyard. So if I was ever getting in any nonsense in the backyard, she, she knew the window, I would get the, I would get the shout through the window. Yeah. And if I was doing something really bad, this little woman would stomp out on the back porch and you knew heaven and earth were about to come together. <laughs> right. Um, she was a disciplinarian. My father feared her at a, at a, at a high level. Um, this little five foot tall woman. And she was a giant until I grew up. Right. Only to learn that she was five foot tall. S- same. Right. <laughs> I think my grandma, my grandma's like four, seven. I don't know how tall she, she's short. Right. Like, like I rest my chin on the top of her head. Yeah. Like, and like, I'm short. <laughs> yeah. Like she was, she was a giant. Like, she was the only human who could make my police officer stepdad step down. Like, even when he was in uniform. Mm-hmm. And all she would do is she would bite her bottom lip. And we all knew once the bottom lip disappeared, all bets were off. Everybody's in trouble. Like, whatever was going on, chill out. Better stop. Chill out right now. But she would start, uh, she would start cooking on Saturday night. Sunday morning, you would get there. Um, you go, you know, you go before church because that was a meeting place. And then you go to church, and then when you look, I you're just sitting in church, stomach grumbling because you mad because you know mad. I'm like, listen, Reverend Robinson, you need to finish this because <laughs> you know what's waiting for me. Do you know what's waiting for I me? I need you to speed it up immediately. Immediately, and the and then the only the only thing that would happen is during football season, during NFL season, even back then. The church figured out to put a TV in there and have people bring like brownies and cookies. Mm. So at least you were appeased <laughs> for a little while <laughs> while you had to do that. But then, yeah, Hattie Sue. And we shared the same birthday. So we were both born on the same day. I was her born on her 50th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell people I'm her favorite. And she said, you kind of are because you were my 50th birthday present. There you go. Um and then when I was in junior high, for the three years of junior high, I lived with my grandmother to help take care, help take care of her, and help more so to help take care of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and my grandfather went through his stuff, but you know, it was interesting that I was the I was the caretaker at at, at age thirteen for my grandfather, who would go he'd go he'd go drink and. Uh, I get the call. Hey, he's over here, Twenty Second Street. Come get him. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, I got you. And then, as much as I hated those phone calls, in retrospect, those are some of my favorite moments because, whenever I would walk him home, with his arm over my shoulder, he would drop wisdom. Like he would drop bombs, man. Like he would drop bombs, and like he was like he was one of those ones that would while. Chewing you out, he would elevate you. Like he would tell me, like you're not going to be one of one of these use your hand people. You're smart. I don't ever want to see you under a car. I don't ever want to see you pushing a broom. I want to see you changing things. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yes sir, yes sir. And it was a respect thing because you'd hear the history. 
right? You tell his history of, of him being born in, in, in a different part of Southern Virginia, and then they met and then they moved um, to Northern Virginia, uh, to, to an area in Northern Virginia that was only for black folks. Um, it was bought by, I remember there was a Jewish man who bought all this area near Robert E. Lee's mansion. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm only going to sell these to black folks so they can learn how to, to well, how they had the ability to buy homes and, and grow. And that's that area. That, that, it's a high-powered political area just around the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was strong. So it was there. But, but she was also the one that engaged me. So she, she bought me the first football when I was, man, six years old. And Sunday morning after church, before football would start, I'd go out in front of her house with the football, and I would play the entire game that was whoever Washington was playing that day. I would play against them with the Redskin players, but just me. And I would do the play-by-play as I was playing. And so I was Sonny Jurgensen to Charlie Taylor <laughs> to <laughs> Roy Jefferson. To yeah, you know, I'm Pat Fisher picking off a pass. I'm Ron McDole getting a sack. It's I'm, necessary. Right? Right? <laughs> and 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 she she engaged it. She said, like, how are we doing? Like she, <laughs> are they winning? <laughs> How's the game going? <laughs> What's the score? <laughs> yeah, because some grandparents are going, oh, strange little boy. Weird. Strange little boy. <laughs> What are you doing? Strange little boy. So, uh, but she engaged it. And if, you know, I'd walk in the house and there'd be a glass of fresh lemonade. Like, you know, you put in work today. How'd it go? And man, uh, think about it. Uh, that, that was a special woman, you know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. All the neighborhood kids just going, yeah, that Pearson kids out there. Doing Look play at by him. play again. Look at him. Just playing football by himself again. <laughs> Yelling at himself. Intercepting himself. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on right now. His yeah. grandma's egging him on. I don't yeah. know what's happening. Yeah, well, I had my crowd, right? You know, I had my crowd. I mean, I look, from six to probably thirteen, I picked off Joe Namath. I picked off Oh, it's necessary. Roman Gabriel. I picked well, off Fred Targeted. You. Like, you know, like, you know, think about it, right? Like, I picked off Fred Targeted. Oh, I got you. I got you. Um, the great Fred Targeted oh, threw no touchdowns on no. me. What's <laughs> up? Well. And another shutout. Look, right? Washington. Like, way to go, Pat Fisher. <laughs> you, you know, Chris Hamburger. I, look, to, to think about that two of my, 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 my childhood heroes. We're Nebraska Huskers, and I didn't even know it, right? So when I got here, and then you start having the conversation about Pat Fisher and Ron McDowell, it was like, wow. And I was like, no, you know, they, they, they played here, right? Like, And then Tony McGee, who played with Pat Fisher, told me the story that Pat, um, when they ran scout drills for the Redskins, Pat Fisher would play quarterback. And he said, that that's not weird. And I said, no, because Pat played – some quarterback here when he was in Nebraska. So it was always, like I said, I'm always uh, intrigued by the uh, that thing here. Uh, Ray says you're getting me in the, in the feels here. No, I mean that right. Like we have, we have those things in our in our past that that kind of direct us. Sanderson said he did the exact same thing. Um, yeah, and your grandmother was there, same as well. Like just standing, like 
again, she's making meals and she's catering to people, but all the while she's peeking out the front door mm-hmm. and just make sure everything's good. You know, everything good. Like, you know, I guess she was waiting for the day we were going to take a loss. You know, that that was going to be a difficult day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You, you beat look, yourself? Yeah, yeah. You, just, you just walk in the house with your head down. She goes, what's wrong? Yeah, they we lost. lost. <laughs> the game hasn't been. No, we lost. <laughs> oh. Uh, like, I, it was. like I the know, most Fran Target was just on fire. I don't oh, know what happened. Like, I remember in, seven, I remember in 72 when Washington was playing the Dolphins in Super Bowl. And I remember that day. It was important for me to win so that. I did my part so that Washington could beat the Dolphins. Every that time. time I win, they win. They win. Well, it worked through through the playoffs. Yeah. Like it worked against Green Bay. It, Obviously, like it worked against the Dallas Cowboys. It's like we, me. Like I am the difference. No, like <laughs> it, like you really you know, at age ten. Yeah, it matters. You're just sitting there, like, uh, you're welcome. Thanks, Washington. I did my part. Like, I I'll would be do- waiting for my Super Bowl. Right? Oh, like you know, like I would run like Larry Brown, right? Like I would run like, and then Charlie Taylor, like, so Charlie Taylor did a thing that when he caught a touchdown, Charlie would just turn. He didn't spike the ball. He would just turn to the official and he would raise his hands with the football in one hand and just he would just stand there in the touchdown pose, and so. At age 10, like, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to catch this touchdown pass, and then, boom, boom, hit it. Hit it, right? Got it. And I just remembered that <laughs> – my friends. Uh, I had a friend named Jerome who witnessed all of the insanity, hmm. right? But he was not that dude. Like, he was not going to participate, but he would – Look at this kid. Like, he would sometimes – you know, but he – like, he didn't – like, after we'd play, after the game was over, we'd come out and replay the game. Mm-hmm. And but he would just look at me like that. That is remarkable. Well, after they lost the Super Bowl, he we we all ran out in the streets, right? And everybody was kind of depressed. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Did you win in the pregame?" It's <laughs> like you shut up. <laughs> like it was somehow my fault. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you, are you? Did you? Did you win by enough? That like did, you know? Well, I didn't do the. I didn't do the Gary Permian muff. That's what it was. Field goal. I didn't put so all was, that in. You didn't. You didn't um, include the important parts that. Well, that I did in the post game. What we did. So in the game, Washington got to fourteen to seven, and they had one final possession with like two minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, but earlier in the in the in the drive before that, uh, in the drive of the first half. It's Billy Kilmer because Sonny Jurgensen was hurt. Mm-hmm. So Billy Kilmer's leading them. And Billy Kilmer, who was not the world's most effective passer, uh, again, former college halfback, tailback back in the day. Okay. Right? Uh, so now he's Washington's quarterback. And Jerry Smith is wide open in the end zone. Mm. Wide open in the back of the end zone. And Kilmer throws his the best pass he's ever thrown. It's a, It's a dart. And Jerry Smith has his hands up, and he's ready. Except for back then, the goalpost was on the goal line. Oh, no. <laughs> it was on the goal line. And Billy Kilmer hit the crossbar. If you hit the crossbar, it's plays dead? Plays dead. Well, it hit the ground. It, was like, it just hit uh, the ground. It went down? Like, I was, if it hit it, it went up. Like. Smith was in the back of the end zone. Oh. And the crossbar sits at like 10 feet. Yep. At and the goal he line. had it perfect angle and going Billy, to him. 
If but Billy the, Kilmer had tried to hit that crossbar from 20 yards out, he would have gone one for 20. But the this one was time, the one. And it was in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. <laughs> and it ranks up there with me with the Jackie Smith drop in the end zone. It 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 just it's just there. He's just like, were you aiming for the I wasn't aiming for the crossbar. He wasn't <laughs> aiming for the crossbar. Like he's never hit the crossbar before. And he hits the crossbar. And nothing, and I was depressed. And so in the post game, that and then you know, as we're playing, you know, you had to just drop it. You just had to drop the ball. You had to drop the ball. So anyway, I don't know how we got on that. I don't know how I got on that tangent. I don't either. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, cross the script up. <laughs> Whatever. That's not what we were going to talk about. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk. We're going to talk college softball. That's what we're going to talk about. College World Series. Softball, baseball, we'll go through the schedules of what's happening here. Uh, there's lots going on this weekend. Let's talk about it here on One on One when we come back. Download our app by searching 93.7, the ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7, the ticket and the ticketfm.com.